0: Our gospel this morning is from Matthew, chapter 25. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up, trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, For you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: You may be seated, and as you do so, would you please give a warm round of applause and welcome to our preacher this morning, Mara Bowman. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, As already was mentioned, my name is Mara Bowman. I'm a junior studying at the University of Minnesota, and I'm studying elementary education. I'm also a student leader um, in Lutheran Campus Ministries. I'm humbled to be worshiping with you all today, and I thank you not only for opening up your congregation to me, but for the contributions that you have all made to LCM. Through financial support and the support of your prayers, you have fostered an incredibly unique faith community on the U of M campus a place where I have not only been able, but have been encouraged to ask questions, to dive into my uncertainty. So, from the bottom of my heart, and on the behalf of all the students that you likely don't get to meet, we are sincerely grateful for your belief that college ministry is important. It has so positively impacted our spiritual well-being and life on campus, so thank you. Every week, LCM has a student worship called Pause where Pastor Kate leads us in what is called, what we call a sermo, which is basically sermon, but without the N on the end of it. And it means conversation in Greek. After reading the gospel, students are invited to turn to one another and share something they heard in the gospel that week, whether it was something they were inspired by, something they didn't understand, something they found challenging. A few are then invited to share to the large group what they talked about. And afterwards, Pastor Kate gives us her own take on the reading. Although I won't be asking you to turn and talk to one another today, I encourage you to think about your questions in today's gospel. How did you feel when hearing about the bridesmaids? What were you challenged by? What words of light or hope did you hear? Maybe you felt frustrated that some bridesmaids were excluded. Maybe you're confused, thinking, What on earth is taking that bridegroom so long? Maybe you were filled with wonder or excitement, or perhaps more questions and confusion. After reading this text, I myself was filled with many questions, and luckily for me, one of Lutheran Campus Ministry's core values is curiosity, the idea that through questioning our faith together, we can connect more deeply as a community and reach a better understanding of how God is at work in the world. Being able to rest in our questions and doubts, our curiosities is part of what I love about the LCM community. If we contextualize this parable a little, the stories on either side of this one are also centered around the idea of preparedness. The parable before it compares the faithful and selfish servants, the faithful servant who is found hard at work when the master returns, and the selfish servant who is out mistreating others and is quite unpleasantly surprised by the master's return. The parable that comes after today's gospel talks about a master who entrusts his property to his servants, expecting that they will be diligent in their investment of it. Both of these parables emphasize the actions of servants in the absence of their master. While we won't delve into these stories today, it's important to think about how the author of this book placed those parables together emphasizing not only the importance of being prepared, but growing awareness around our actions once Jesus ascends into heaven. What do our actions in the physical absence of Jesus say about us? Jesus seems to be emphasizing lessons about, what are you going to do when I'm gone? I think of this almost like a teacher who may be leaving their students for some time, making sure they have the classroom expectations and rules down. How will you treat your classmates while I'm gone? Will you maintain the classroom materials and space? The students will keep those expectations in mind, hopefully thinking about how the teacher may react to the state of the classroom upon their return. Part of my major requirements as an education major is getting a certain number of hours in an elementary classroom. This semester, I'm in a first grade classroom in South Minneapolis twice a week. Working with first graders, or really kids in general, If there's anything I've learned, it's that they hate to wait. Unfortunately, a lot of a kid's life is spent waiting. They wait for the bus in the morning, wait to be led into school, wait for recess, wait for the ride home, wait for someone to make them dinner, wait for an adult to tell them what to do. You get the idea. In fact, some classic phrases kids probably hear a lot are, be patient, or just wait five more minutes. Time is an abstract concept for younger kids. Waiting for young ones can, at times, be especially unbearable. And for those of you that are parents, you may be familiar with hearing, are we there yet, or simply, when? In fact, a great children's author, Kevin Henkes, noticed the significance of waiting in a child's life. I got to hear him speak at the university, and he talked about how he felt like so much of our lives is waiting but there isn't really a lot of literature that touches on that feeling or that experience. So, he wrote a book about it. It will probably come as a huge shock to you that he titled the book, Waiting. (laughs) I have to really admire his creative license on that one. Typical to his style, the characters in this children's story are animals, but the story is intended to resemble that of the human experience. Something with children's literature does so seamlessly, I think. As a future teacher, I believe there is so much to learn in the beauty of these stories. His story, Waiting, talks about the experiences of five animal friends all waiting for something together. They allow time to pass while looking out of a window, watching the world outside. The pig waits for the rain, the bear waits for the wind, the puppy waits for snow, and the rabbit isn't waiting for anything in, our, in particular. He's just waiting. And I actually brought the book with me this morning so that you could kind of get a picture So you can see, I don't know how well you can see from out there, but there's a little window and then the animals are just sitting um, together on the window. So I want you to kind of envision that. Jesus knows that we have to wait too. Knowing that his time on earth is limited, he uses this parable to prepare his followers for waiting. By using a parable about 10 bridesmaids waiting for a bridegroom, Jesus paints a perplexing picture about his classroom expectations for his students. Returning to the bridesmaids moments of waiting might help us make sense of this. I want you to think about a wedding or a reception that you have attended. There was likely waiting involved at some point, whether it was the downtime between the ceremony and reception, or maybe just waiting for the food to come out. Weddings in ancient Jewish traditions involved numerous steps. The first step was developing a marriage covenant And then during the engagement, the bridegroom would prepare a house for the bride, sort of get other affairs in order. The final steps involved a ceremony and a banquet. Celebrations from the ceremony to banquet portion could last anywhere from five to seven days. And the feast which finished all of the celebrations was typically when the most people were invited, most likely even the entire village. Their festivities would often carry into the night. But in today's gospel, something is delaying the banquet more than usual. The bridesmaids are left outside of the banquet in the onset of darkness. If you were attending a wedding and the couple was delayed, what would you do? Would you leave? If I were answering this question honestly as a college student, I would probably stay because as some of you might know from personal experience, um, college students very rarely turn down a free meal. As Jesus talks with his followers, it seems that it is not so much about whether we are prepared for Christ's return, but are we prepared to wait? We all experience different forms of waiting in our lives. Waiting for a wedding to start. Waiting to see a grade on a test. Waiting for the weather to be warm enough so we can go outside without 10 layers on. Waiting to hear back from the doctor. Waiting for a phone call. Waiting is incredibly ingrained into the human experience. When we take a look at the bridesmaids, some were prepared and others weren't. The prepared ones are set apart because they came with oil for their lamps so that they could see even as night closed in. But what about the bridesmaids that had no oil? The Bible somewhat harshly labels them foolish. I struggled to dismiss five of the bridesmaids simply because they had a moment of forgetfulness, or perhaps experienced struggle in acquiring oil. I was troubled by the fact that they were denied access to the feast. For Jewish people, oil represented the presence of God. Oil was used in temples to keep candles lit, and if the candles went out, it was a sign that God had departed from the temple. Because Jesus was telling this parable, to a group of people who are likely Jewish, they would have understood the significance of the oil. Just as the bridesmaids who forget oil to keep their lamps burning when darkness clouds their celebrations, at times there are people that lose the presence and light of God in their lives. We all experience moments when our oil runs out. Maybe we lose the vision of what our hope is for ourselves, our families, communities, congregations, or even for the world. This semester, I experienced grief in my life that felt overwhelming. I myself felt my oil dwindling. What do I believe? How does that fit into my life as I grow and change, as the world changes? Maybe you yourself have experienced those moments of grief. Maybe you yourself have encountered moments of wondering. I'm not sure if I believe this anymore. In moments where we feel as if God is absent, this is where the power of community comes in. But I think we as a faith community can rewrite the ending to this parable. LCM is my place for questioning and vulnerability. But most importantly, it provides a place for me to be in relationship with others. It's a place for me to rewrite stories of doubt and grief, to, be, to depend on others to fill my empty lamp people who can sustain me through moments of darkness. It is often through community that the Holy Spirit can reveal itself, restoring the light of God's presence as we continue our time of waiting. Our connectedness helps us to act out the hope that one day God will return. After all, the wedding banquet has been delayed, yet the people are still in the midst of what is a celebration. In the midst of this waiting, there is joy. Remember the story I mentioned earlier? The animals are also waiting in anticipation. And for them, it is also not a question of if it will rain or snow, but when. And regardless, they all wait together. And the bridesmaids do this in a way, I think. They believe that the bridegroom will eventually come, although only some have their lamps ready for times of darkness and moments of waiting. And they spend this time of waiting together. By waiting, we are living out our hope that one day God will return, fulfilling all of his promises. The wise bridesmaids knew the bridegroom's arrival might be delayed. They expected they might encounter darkness and equip themselves with oil to light their lamps. As each member in our community, in this church and beyond, experiences moments of doubt, questioning, grief or darkness, it is our interconnected web of relationships with one another that can replenish the oil. The Holy Spirit working through community has the power to reignite that spark. I personally think the wise bridesmaids could have done better in their moments of waiting as a small community by helping those in darkness, by sharing their light or helping to reignite light that had been lost. As we wait with one another through the various phases of life, we can share our oil, even just by being present in our relationships with one another. By living out love and peace, we can be lanterns of God's presence on earth. All of you gathered to worship in community with one another are an affirmation of your faith in the banquet to come. The web formed by this congregation is a testament of Jesus' call for us to live in relationship with one another, through laughter, pain, hardship, celebration, through waiting. So what is it in your life that is making your oil run out? How are we as a community sustaining one another? I hope that you can turn to one another and other communities you have formed to not only be replenished but to replenish others. So as the bear in the story rejoices at the arrival of the wind, Let us rejoice in God's presence through the community we share. Together we can reignite the certainty within one another that Christ will return, establishing justice, righteousness, and peace. And for that we say, thanks be to God. Amen.